Stay tuned for Time to Talk with host Jennifer Graziano of Zion Memorial Chapel and Cox and Graziano Funeral Homes. Jennifer is here to discuss a sensitive subject we all need to talk and think about. Here now is Jennifer Graziano and Time to Talk. Good morning, everyone. It's time to talk with me, Jen Graziano. I'm a licensed funeral director and attorney who oversees my family's funeral homes, Cox and Graziano of both the Maronick and Greenwich, the Zion Memorial Chapel of Westchester, and now the Fred D. Knapp Funeral Home of Greenwich. Every week I come to you discussing important topics and sensitive matters that all of us need to pause and reflect upon at some point, and through this show, I hope to provide a platform to do so. So a really important show today. Uh, the message connects on a broad level, but specifically to our local community, there are some resources available that I really want to share with you today. We're entering the holiday season. And for so many people, this is a time of tremendous joy, family gatherings, beautiful decorations. It's a time of festivity, reconnecting to those uh, that we love. And for many people, it really just is, as the song says, the most wonderful time of the year. However, there is another side to that. For anyone who has experienced the loss of a loved one, whether it be this year or even years past, the holidays take on a different nature. They're hard, everyone. I get it. And it's something that it's hard to communicate this to people around you. When you see everybody happy, how can you weigh them down when you're feeling sad? So you often feel alone. You feel isolated. And these are really real feelings. So to address that today, I have a few ladies, friends of mine, who will join me to tell us about some upcoming events that are designed to help you get through the holiday grief journey and give you some tips and tools to how to navigate these next couple of weeks when you just don't feel as merry and bright. So good morning, ladies. I am joined uh, first by Angel and Janine, friends of mine who operate the St. Mary's Putnam Cemetery in Greenwich, ladies who I love to work with. And I always tell people there's an angel working in the cemetery. (laughs) I mean, that's the best advertising I can think of. (laughs) Thank you for joining me. So we see each other routinely and, you know, we're always working together to help the family in those final moments. But you guys are putting on a local event coming up that we really wanted to bring attention to. Can you tell us a bit about that? Jen, I'm so sorry. Ladies, are you there? Yes, we're here. Can you hear us now? Okay. No, okay, yeah, so perfect. Sorry. So if you can tell us a little bit about the upcoming event and the why of why you're doing it. Absolutely. We are hosting next week on November 30th, Thursday from five to seven, what is now our second annual uh, Tree of Remembrance Lighting at St. Mary Putnam. Uh, it, it's open to members of the community, all members of the community. It is not faith-based. You do not necessarily, you do not have to have family here at St. Mary Putnam. It is an opportunity to come to a tree lighting and hang an ornament in memory of your loved ones who have passed. That's a beautiful thing. So I assume that people do need to RSVP in advance so that you have an ornament prepared for them, correct? We actually have ornaments on site and the night of the event, 
We will have tables set up where people can come and write a name on an ornament and we will get it on the tree. Absolutely. So no, no RSVP needed. It is open to the public. We have Cafe Bon coming with um, an espresso, gourmet espresso and hot cocoa bar, cookies, marshmallows, beautiful music. Um, the one thing I would say, Jen, is that I think just exactly what you said about grief, um, you know, this is a really difficult, uh, you know, time of the year as you, the people don't necessarily know what to do, whether it's a new loss or it's a long-term loss. Christmas just in the holiday season just really tends to bring those, those feelings to the surface. And this really is an outlet for people to come and acknowledge their loved ones with friends and the community during this season. It's so important. And I credit you because to do that, you go above and beyond um, helping the families, you know, that have loved ones there. And it's a way to connect for those who do have loved ones interred at St. Mary's Putnam. You can feel like you're celebrating the holidays with them to an extent. And it's all part of a healing process. I mean, you guys see so many people go there daily to tend to the grave of a loved one. And there's such longing to be with them. It's sad and it's heavy. And this year, at this time of year, it's highlighted even that much further. So this sounds like a wonderful event. Tell us a little bit about the details again. I know it's again, November 30th. It is November 30th from five to seven. Um, we will light the tree at six. And Jen, I'm so glad you touched on that because last year was our inaugural event. And one thing, nobody knew what to expect. Um, you know, we were a little nervous. We'd invested money. We, you know, we put on this whole thing and we didn't RSVP and it got dark. And when I tell you that headlights started coming and they kept coming. And one thing that I would like to say is that this is very much a celebration of life and light. Um, when I tell you that the Holy Spirit was present, that it, the atmosphere, the feeling in the air, mm -hmm. this was not um, you know, this was uplifting. And so absolutely a wonderful outlet to bring kids maybe that have lost a grandparent at this time of year and can say, look, you know, there's Nana or there's Pop or um, a way to acknowledge them. So it's November 30th, five to seven, open to the public and we light the tree at six. And you have and beautiful, uh, beautiful music playing. Can you tell us about that? We do. Well, I can't tell you. We we have um, uh, people who come and do that magic for us, Jen. <laughs> so it's really just play. We have, we have uh, yeah, music not provided by any one of us. So. <laughs> yes, yes, no, yeah. no, that's part of the joy of the evening is that we do not sing for you. Yeah. But there's beautiful <laughs> music and it's all holiday and seasonal. So well, it's a wonderful. Well, I, I think you said it best, Janine. You're providing an outlet that people who recognize the heaviness of this time of year, but are able to channel that to go and to feel the comfort. First of all, the comfort and the numbers around you that other people are experiencing. You're not alone um, because grief feels very lonely. And I think that even just being surrounded by people, although they're on their own journeys or different parts of their journey, but there are other people that you're united by your collective feelings of grief. There's a comfort in that. And again, a comfort in knowing um, that we celebrate them, that death marks the end of a physical being, but the love lives on. And I and 
personally, I believe in that. I think we all have to believe in that in order to get by and, and to, to get through. So this is a great event. Um, we're running this on the screen. We're going to circle back to you guys in a little bit. I'd like to bring on um, someone very near and dear to my heart for over for close to 25 years. She's been the in-house bereavement counselor for our funeral homes. Um, and just a special lady who has helped so many people. And I know it firsthand because they always come back and tell me, Terry Agliardo. She's a familiar face to so many who follow the show. Good morning, Terry. Good morning, everyone. And Terry, we're doing an event on December 9th that we've been doing for many, many years. Uh, we entitle it Hope for the Holidays. And I'll let you speak a little bit about that event. And then we're going to go into um, some of your helpful and useful tips for this upcoming time of year. Thanks, Jen. Hello, Angel. Hello, Janine. Um, you know, the Hope for the Holidays special event held at your funeral home is something very near and dear to my heart. Grief shows its ugly head, I think, more profoundly at the holiday time than any other time during the year. Because as we sit at our tables, there's that empty chair. So-and-so was there last year, but they're not there this year. They were there five years ago. They were there 10 years ago. And there is that pulling, that ache, that, oh my God, they're not here. And everyone tap dances around it. It's like the elephant in the living room. And you have to speak about it. Uh, I always say to the people in the bereavement group, talk about your love. Their body died. The relationship lives on forever. As long as you are alive, as long as you have your memories, talk about them. It will keep them alive and it will make it easier to go through the day. It's the anticipation of the event that's worse than the actual event. People have told me, I have said to them, have a game plan. That will make it easier. You'll do it. And then the next day you'll say, my God, it wasn't as bad as I had anticipated. So Hope for the Holiday is an event hosted by Cox and Graziano, where Father Tierney and myself prayerfully pray that those that have gathered will somehow find the hope to get through the holiday in a way that you replace the grief with the gratitude of the life of your loved one. Think about all they left you. What's their legacy? The love lives on. Celebrate it. Toast it. Yes, there's sadness. I speak from my heart. My dad is gone five and a half years. I still miss him. He was my go-to man. He was my buddy. He was my best friend. 
And Jen and her family did a wonderful, wonderful job. I can never thank her enough for that night that I called her and I said, my dad's dead. And she said, don't worry, we'll take care of everything. And they did. But I still miss them. And my way of going through the holidays without my dad is I talk about them. I keep them alive. My father loved to party. The holidays were a time to party. Speak about them. Toast them. Tell stories. There's got to be something funny that people did in their lifetime that people can share. Make people smile. Turn your grief upside down. There's no way to make it better than that. You may want to keep some of the traditions. You want to maybe pull back. The griever doesn't have to dance to the tune of everyone else. They do their thing. It's got to be within the individual griever's comfort zone. So talk about that, Terry. Does that mean that maybe you start new traditions? Yes. Um, you start and unapologetically so. How, how do you do that? Well, the first thing I do is I tell my bereavement group, you don't need to answer to anyone else. This is your journey. This is your experience. If you say, I, I can't do that. I can't write Christmas cards. I can't put up a tree. I can't put up a menorah. Fine. No one says you have to. You operate out of your comfort zone. What's comfortable for you? You don't have to answer to anyone. That's number one. Number two, you sit down with your family and say, this is how I feel. I could do this, but I can't do that. And no one has a right to judge. There's so many things I think a griever juggles at this time, ladies. You probably wouldn't agree with this. You want to, um, you know, you don't want your sadness to, to trickle over into other people. You say you don't want to dampen the holidays for everybody else. And sometimes just that task of going through these motions and keeping a smile on your face, it, it is so much harder than, than people realize. So do you just let it go, Terry, and, and agree to feel what you feel? Or do you keep trying to hold that facade up Holding Just the facade does nothing for you. The bottom line is speak your truth. I'm here. I've chosen to partake in the fam with the family, but I can only go so far. And when I've had enough, I'm going to leave. And people have to respect that because it's very important for the for the griever to surround themselves with with people they face they feel safe and secure with that they can speak their truth. This is how I feel. Be honest. So that 
you stay for dinner and say, I think I need to go. I need some alone time. Thank you very much for dinner. But I'm going to go now. I always, my, my dad, God rest his soul, would always say, make sure you take your own car. Because this way, it's your exit out. <laughs> and I believe that. I have operated that way my whole life since my father said it to me as an adult. Never take a ride from someone else. Always have your own car because that's your escape out. When you're stuck. Yeah. Wise words. It's actually great advice. So um, with grieving, take your own car wherever you go. And this way, when you've had enough, you're not inconveniencing anyone. You're not asking anyone else to leave. You're saying, you know what? I think I want to go home now. And if you're in a safe, secure environment where people understand, they'll respect that. And they'll appreciate the fact that you made the effort. So wonderful tips. Again, you know, listen to yourself, listen to your own intuition, know your own boundaries of what you can and cannot do, and be honest with them. That's some great advice. All three of you are giving us some collective advice as well to seek outlets and seek comfort in programs that are available no matter where you live um, of ways you can you can partake in specific you know we don't want to call it holiday grief but specific events that acknowledge that you're grieving through the holidays and no matter where you live i mean there are places there are resources that has to be an important tip because with your family, again, you might be keeping up an appearance, but with other people who are united by that grief, you you can express more of the raw and real emotion, correct? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's so important because when a family member has died, everyone in the family has their own experience. And that depends upon the nature of the relationship with that person who has died, as well as how he or she individually copes with grief. Right. There are some people who are doers, so they express their grief by doing, I'll cook, I'll cook, I'll cook, I'll cook until I drop. And then there are others that want to talk about it. Whatever it is, people need to be respectful of each other in the way they choose to manifest their grief. Yeah, and grief appreciate the and appreciate the differences. Sorry, right. Jen. No, it, it, grief is unique as a fingerprint. It's just that's right. Unique to the person, unique to the relationship, and you're right. A healthy respect. Um, you know, you always hear too such a misconception, those who haven't gone through it might think, okay, your time is up. You know, you've grieved this. It's time to move on. What is your answer to people who kind of impose that grief statute of limitations? Well, it's very interesting. Um, a week and a half ago, I attended a webinar um, sponsored by the Association for Death Education and Counseling. And the keynote speaker was my mentor in graduate school. Oh, wow. And there, there is uh, Dr. Ken Doka, who is internationally known as mm -hmm. uh, 
just an amazing man, an amazing man. And there is now new research being done and um, that there is such a thing called prolonged grief, that there are some people who need more time to process and that it is not unusual for people to really journey through their grief at a much slower rate than other people. Some people can manage to process, process their grief in a you know, shorter period of time, but there are those who need a longer period of time and they should not be looked at as hanger honors, you know, like they, they just want to stay in this modality of woe is me. I have a heavy heart, but rather they're having difficulty. And there are some people who just by the nature of their personality have a real hard time. And we need to handle with care those people who really have a very difficult time with the journey of grief. So I think also for some people too, there's a delayed start of the grief process. Mm -hmm. There's such an avoidance. And you always say it, Terry, that if you don't deal with grief, it deals with you. That's right. That probably accounts for the length and journey in some people that they just hit the ground running in the aftermath of loss thinking I'm okay and just keep going. And you do hit a wall at, mm -hmm. at some point. Angel and Janine, can you recall any comments from last year and people who attended the event where they, was it people who their grief was more fresh? Did you find that people came that had been, there's, there had been a bit of a distance between the loss? Actually, Jen, I think we had both. We had people who had just experienced a loss and we had people who are years out. Um, I'll tell you, and, and again, I want to thank you. I didn't mention earlier, thank you so much for the sponsorship of Cox and Graziano. And so excited that you'll be with us this year. Yes. Because one, and Terry, I hope you will join us as well. We would love to see you too. But what I think that was really amazing was the reaction of our staff as well. And um, that, you know, we had our Mason Jordan was had lost his own father and was hanging an ornament. And that particular ornament said, happy first Christmas in heaven, dad. And how struck he was by that. And we had another employee who had just lost his, his it was the 20th anniversary of his own brother's death. Um, so we, as far as attendance, we had many people who had just had the loss and the biggest feedback we got was just that it was beautiful and that they so appreciated having the opportunity and ability to be with others in a like community and to have the symbolism of having an ornament on a tree and acknowledging their loved one. Acknowledgement is huge. Sometimes yeah. people don't know what to say, just like Tara's bringing up. So they almost kind of avoid it and say nothing. Mm -hmm. And Know, the person is left feeling with all of these bottled emotions. So um, for this particular time of year, I, I, I'm sure that you guys could teach me the whole thing on this, but you know, it's almost situational, even if it's long-term grief, you know, the holidays are a tough time for everyone who, mm -hmm. you know, has had a significant loss. Mm -hmm. So I think it can come back at you. 
I don't know if anybody has seen, anybody see the Disney movie Coco? I, I blogged on this once. It's on our website. They did such a great job, um, at least to, in my personal opinion, in the older days, Disney got it right. But um, um, they talked, to, <laughs> but they, at this movie, they talked about grief and it, it, it really followed in um, the Spanish culture, a tradition of Dio de las Muertas and the Day of the Dead. But the, the crux of it was speak their name. They don't die so long as they're remembered. Mm -hmm. And it was so beautifully done and so true. And, you know, it was true death comes when you're no longer acknowledged, when mm -hmm. your name is not spoken. And, you know, my dad always taught me when you say their name, you say a prayer for them inadvertently. And mm -hmm. I think what you're doing, Angel and Janine, what um, Terry, what you help us do, that's what we're doing. We're saying a prayer for them. Um, Terry, is it ever too soon to start grief work? Some people are come very quickly, as you know, that um, I will not mention name, but someone buried her husband on Thursday and came to group on Saturday because you reached out to me, Jen, and said, please call so-and-so, and I did, and she came. And there are other people that wait. Um, the standard is you you wait maybe a month or so till the desk settles. And, yeah. But most people come, you know, when they're ready. You can't enter a bereavement group if you're not ready to do the grief work. That's very true. Cause, cause then you, if you're not, and it is work and it really is work and I can't stress that enough and it's hard work. And I think anytime you go through a healing process in life, whether it's a death, whether it's a divorce, whether it, any monumental change, right. there's, there's heavy lifting involved with that. That's and right. usually a tendency to avoid it for a while, but when you're ready to do it, like you said, Terry, you have to in fact be ready. So um, for our event at the Cox Graziano, we do ask that you RSVP only because we do have a, a personalized ornament for you. Um, we do it that, uh, I love the tree hanging idea, uh, Angel and Janine. We do it um, where they light a candle. So yeah. we call them up, they receive their ornament, and they light a candle, and then we're, we're surrounded by light. Um, oh. And I'll tell you what, there are moments in this every year where there's not a dry eye. There's a beautiful poem that's read. We read their names. Um, but when you leave there, there is um, there is an uplifting feeling when you leave. It's heavy and hard and beautiful while you're there. But you do leave feeling uplifted and somewhat of a peace. And I'm confident people who attend your event, Janine and Angel, will feel the same way. I look forward to being with you as well. So um, Janine, if you don't mind, just share information where how people can read about this event. We're gonna, this show is gonna be posted um, with, with well within enough time for people to find out. Oh, thank you, Tim. We have, um, you can go online to the Diocese of Bridgeport and there is information about the event on there. I believe there's information as well in the Fairfield County Catholic. And absolutely, they're welcome to call us right here at the office and we can get them whatever information they need. 
Um, it's very informal. We just, if you come, people are coming in advance. You are welcome to come in advance to bring ornaments. The one thing I, we do ask is that it is an outdoor tree. So please nothing of great sentimental or financial value because we don't really aren't able to return them all. And we can't guarantee that they will be safe. It's more of the symbolism of coming and doing the tree and we leave it up all throughout the Advent season. Thank you. And I look forward to being with you as well. And then for our you event, so for our event, um, and, and I think it's nice too, like I said, we're always there at that final moment. So I think this is nice that I know you share uh, our sentiments here that we, we like to connect with families. It's not, you know, this, this is more than a transaction. You are I like to feel we're bonded for life with them. And and dad, I watched dad do that for years. You know, our Christmas tradition when I was younger, um, dad would take me to so many houses of families that we visited and we would stop and make a personal visit. And I have to tell you, you would have a cookie from a fresh baked cookie or something from everybody's house. And I used to say, dad, I can't, I can't eat anymore. And, but there was, that is such a, for my childhood memories, that meant so much. And it, it wasn't that, oh my God, here's a funeral director ringing my door. It was, there There was a bomb there. So mm -hmm. um, I'm honored that we can continue it this way now and having everyone come to us. If you go on our website, www.coxandgraziano.com or greenwichfuneralhome.com, we can give you information. We'd love to have you join and have a special keepsake for your loved one. So ladies, all of you are very special and you do great work. Thank you all. So thank you for having me. Thank you for all you do. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. I wish you all a very happy Thanksgiving. Yes. And on behalf of my family, we wish all of those who mourn that you may find comfort and consolation in the coming weeks. We know full well it's not easy, but God is with you. Hang on to your faith, hang on to your family. And whatever you need to do to help these weeks and days become a little lighter, please afford yourself the opportunity to do that. Help yourself. You have to help yourself before you can help others. So I leave you with that. I hope to see you at these upcoming events. And all of you remain in the, in the hearts of my family and in our prayers. So I thank you all. Thank you. And this is Jen Graziano. Thank you. Thanking you for taking the time to listen as we took the time to talk. Have a great day, everyone. Bye-bye.